On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I talk about the Formula One United States Grand Prix. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rev Hang. I'm Nathan, and alongside me virtually is my good friend and co-host, Ben Bagley. How you doing, Ben? Pretty good. I just got finished with uh, hanging out with a friend watching the F1 race. Uh, I don't know if you've met him. His name's Nathan. Uh, but that was a good time. We had nachos, and the cat kept on trying to eat the bean dip. But aside from that, everything went great. Amazing. That's quite the coincidence, because I also just got done hanging out with a friend to watch the F1 race. His name is Ben. Uh, you probably don't know him. Uh, it was crazy, because we were also eating nachos, and his cat was trying to eat the bean dip that we had. So Caps, man. All right. Yeah, exactly. Crazy coincidences. Uh, but in all seriousness, it was good to see you. It was good to hang out, and yeah. I had a lot of fun. We'll hopefully be able to do it again for the uh, Vegas GP. Absolutely. I definitely hope so (laughs) yeah the only thing that'll make that race exciting for me is uh doing (laughs) getting to make fun of it with friends exactly yep i look forward to that too but this is not a friendship podcast this is a formula one podcast (laughs) (laughs) uh so let's (laughs) jump right in to uh some paddock news before we get to the united states grand prix we only have a couple things on the docket in the in the news this week and uh first one is bianca bustamante has been hired into the mclaren driver development program she is in the f1 academy series which is basically formula w uh the w series it, it is what replaced that um so she has been killing it in the w series or f1 academy as it is now called uh so she earned that spot as a development uh potential future driver thing <laughs> for mclaren yeah uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh how her progress progresses <laughs> yeah i didn't realize how cynical i was getting about the uh celebrity coverage of these us gps uh when they showed her face on there i was like oh great another celebrity who's this one but i don't even know her it's like oh that's that's the mclaren academy driver Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool it, Ben. <laughs> cool those jets there. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, the next thing we have up on the agenda is Andretti has started production of their 2025 F1 car without full acceptance into Formula One yet. Uh, so, risky move, but... Uh, More power to him, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Might as well. Um, yeah, they said they have started using their wind tunnel this week. So, yeah, hopefully they get accepted. We were talking about that a little bit earlier today. Um, there's there's no way they don't get accepted. I know they're getting absolutely wrong through the ringer, but, like, there's no way they actually don't get accepted, right? Uh, I'm probably in the 50-50 camp. I think it's a toss-up whether they do or not. I guess I'm just huffing that copium. Yeah, maybe. That, uh... American copium, mm-hmm. um, because Haas just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Man, I got a sweet little dose today, though. After the news, oh yes, absolutely. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but speaking of which, let's dive right into the United States Grand Prix. Uh, just so everybody is aware, this will probably be a shorter episode because not all of the results for certain things have been released yet, and some things have been mixed up. Uh, due to some disqualifications, uh, so we might fly through this a little bit. We're winging it. 
Yeah, and I threw this script together in about 25 minutes. Uh, so here we are. <laughs> yep. All right. Sprint qualifying. This was a sprint weekend. Um, qualifying top 10 were Verstappen, Leclerc, Hamilton, Norris, Piastri, Sainz, Perez, Russell, Albon, and Gasly. Good qualifying from Albon again. Um, once again, Verstappen on pole. Uh, going into the sprint race, Verstappen maintained the lead after squeezing Leclerc quite hard into turn one. Hamilton also made his way past Leclerc into turn three. Um, Leclerc's momentum was kind of stalled. Uh, Sainz passed Norris into turn ten. Uh, also on lap one, Piastri made contact with Sainz and damaged, that damaged Piastri's car. Uh, that caused him to fall through the field rather quickly as the race ensued because um, his car was slow due to damage. Um, then Russell overtook Piastri off the track later on, about halfway through the race, and received a five-second penalty for that. And then Lando Norris passed Carlos Sainz for P4 on lap 10, and that was pretty much all of the excitement from the sprint race. It was not the greatest. <laughs> the Piastri don't crash into another driver during a points race at the USGP Challenge. <laughs> Level impossible. impossible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Piastri did not have a great weekend, um, but uh, we'll get into that too. All right, the results of the sprint race, first through fifth were Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc, Norris, and Perez. Sixth through ten was Sainz, Gasly, Russell, Albon, and Piastri. Uh, just so everybody's aware, points only go to the top eight, so George Russell scored one point. Um, 11 through 15 was Akon, Ricardo, Alonso, Sunoda, and Hulkenberg. And then 16 through 19, rounding off the finishers, were Bottas, Joe, Magnussen, and Sargent. And then we had one retirement, and that was Lance Stroll. All right. That runs off the sprint race. Uh, all of the excitement, which wasn't there. Um, qualifying for the Grand Prix, Charles Leclerc ended up on pole position uh, during a dramatic qualifying. Uh, Verstappen got a penalty. Well, not a penalty, but he uh, he got a track limits violation on his last run and was dropped to P6. So it was Leclerc first, Norris second, Hamilton third. Uh, fourth and fifth were Sainz and Russell. Six to ten was Verstappen, Gasly, Ocon, Perez, and Piastri. All right, moving into the race, Norris took the lead into turn one. Uh, Piastri and Ocon clashed during the first lap. Um, Norris was able to quickly create a gap to the Ferraris behind him. Perez passed Ocon on lap three to take P8. Hamilton passed Sainz for P3 on lap four. Verstappen passed Sainz on, for P4 on lap five. Hamilton passed Leclerc on lap six. Ocon had to retire on lap seven due to the damage uh, he incurred with Piastri, and then Piastri also had to retire on lap 10 due to that same incident. Verstappen passed Leclerc on lap 11 for P3, uh, then Max made his first stop on lap 17, forcing Norris and Hamilton to pit behind him. Uh, Verstappen passed Norris for the lead on lap 28, uh, and then Lando came in for the undercut. Uh, pitting on lap 35, throwing away his one-stop strategy, uh, and going onto the hard tires instead of the mediums for his third stint, which was an interesting decision. Um, then Verstappen and Hamilton pit behind Lando. Hamilton was able to claw his way back up to P2 over the course of the rest of the race. 
Uh, LeClaire was told to let signs by on lap 50. Gotta love those team orders. And then Fernando Alonso had to retire on lap 51 due to a uh, due to floor damage. Mm-hmm. So that was the United States Grand Prix. There were a lot of overtakes. Uh, it was actually pretty entertaining racing throughout. It was pretty fun. Uh, not not an absolute banger. That wasn't crazy action all throughout, but it was definitely. I wouldn't say it was boring. That's for sure. Not a boring yeah. race. And I especially liked the watching teams change pit strategy to react to uh, other teams. That was definitely fun to watch. Uh, yeah, lots I think to of see the, the tire fight was really interesting. Yeah, and all the tires seemed to act very differently from each other. Uh, so it was uh, not super cut and dry. Uh, different cars that had different strengths on different tires, which always makes it more interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull's strategy, at least for Max, was spot on, though. I mean, I wasn't quite sure about his first stint and how it was going to factor in if everybody else is doing a one-stop, but after realizing that nobody is going to be able to really do a one-stop, at least not competitively, uh, I was like, oh, that, that worked out really well. For sure. Uh, all right, let's go through the results of the race real fast, and we'll get to our talking points. In first place was Max Verstappen. Um, well, actually, let's get to one talking point right now before we go through the results so people aren't confused. Yeah, context. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc were disqualified after the race because the planks on the bottom of their car were worn too low. Um, for those who don't know, there is a wooden plank on the bottom of every F1 car, and it is there to measure how low the car is to the ground, basically. And if it gets worn down too much from the car bottoming out, uh, it is judged that the car is illegal as it is being run too low. Uh, We haven't seen any issues with the planks in literally years. I can't even remember the last time the planks have come up uh, as a topic of conversation. But in this race, we had two disqualifications due to plank wear. And uh, that was Hamilton and Leclerc. So Hamilton didn't. Ha- Hamilton did finish second, but he was disqualified. And Leclerc finished, I believe, fifth, but was disqualified. Perez lives to fight another day in the second place fight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So going through the results with that in mind, first through third, where Verstappen, Norris, and Sainz on the podium, even though he wasn't. <laughs> Uh, fourth and fifth were Perez and Russell. Six through ten was Gasly, Stroll, Sunoda, Albon, and the first time points finisher Logan Sargent. Uh, eleven through fifteen was Nico Hulkenberg, Valtteri Bottas, Zhou Guanyu, Kevin Magnussen, and Daniel Ricciardo. That rounded off the finishers, and then we had three retirements: uh, Fernando Alonso, Oscar Piastri, and Esteban Ocon. And then two disqualifications were Hamilton and Leclerc. All right. So, let's talk about this race, Ben. Yeah. Or talk about some things regarding the race. Uh, Lando Norris had some fantastic pace. Yeah, he was killing it. He was actually holding pretty steady with Max. Yeah. He was holding with Max for a long time. Um, For most of the race, actually, it was towards the end he started to drop off a little bit, and I think that was due to tire wear. And also, I think he was, uh, well, I think that was mostly what it was. 
Um, but I think he was also trying to save his tires and battery a little bit to try to fight Hamilton off because Hamilton was on softer tires. He was on the mediums, whereas Norris and Verstappen were on the hards. Uh, so once Verstappen started to slip away from Norris just a little bit, I think he turned his focus more towards Hamilton. Um, but Hamilton was able to get by him anyway on the softer compound. Yeah, that's a, a difficult spot to be in between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton when you're trying to defend your second place position. Yeah, a world champion sandwich, as the commentators would say. Oh, yes, world <laughs> champion filling, even. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, Lando was great. Uh, fantastic race for him. He should be proud of himself there. Piastri did not have such a great race. He ended up DNFing. Uh, after a second race in the U.S. in a row with contact on lap one that ruined his race. Um, not a great weekend for Piastri. Uh, I wouldn't say he was terribly slow or anything. He was definitely slower than Max, or than Lando. Well, Max too, but definitely slower than Lando pace-wise over the course of the weekend, but it wasn't like he was nowhere. Uh, he just kind of got unlucky with damage in uh, both races. Yeah, you probably would have seen a fighting with, like, Perez in terms of where he would have ended up at the end of the race. Yeah, I'd say top five was probably a good good call there. Um, but it was not meant to be. Mercedes brought upgrades this weekend to the United States, and it seems that they have worked pretty well. Uh, Hamilton definitely seemed to have a faster car in general. Um, Russell didn't do a lot this weekend even with the upgrades i don't know if that was the car or him in the track or what the deal was uh but i guess he did do pretty well in the sprint race he had a lot of pace in the sprint race just seemed like the grand prix he kind of lacked a little bit yeah and it was hard to tell because at the start he seemed pretty confident and optimistic about his uh tire degradation and how that was going on through the race so it was interesting to see him not really go anywhere with that for sure. He probably just got stuck behind Perez, I think, for most of the race. Um, yeah, because once Perez's forward momentum stalled out, it kind of, yeah. But anyway, uh, Verstappen was complaining about his brakes for the second half of the race, uh, telling his team how garbage his car was as he was taking the lead. Um <laughs> It's pretty funny to hear drivers complain about their cars when they're in the lead of the race, and uh, Hamilton and Verstappen have a tendency to do that. Yeah. Um, Princess and the P. Things can seem much worse when you're right at the top and any little thing is noticeable. For sure. So it's still unclear what the problem with Verstappen's brakes were. Obviously there was something wrong or else, because he was, he was very flustered by it. He did not seem comfortable in the car. Um which is unusual for this year for Max. So there's, I'm, I'm sure there was something wrong with the brakes. Uh, it's just hard to know what that was. Um, Aston Martin were absolutely nowhere this week. Uh, did not do well in the sprint race, didn't do well in either of the qualifyings. Um, Stroll DNF'd in the sprint race and Alonso DNF'd in the Grand Prix. Uh, both cars started from the pit lane. They said they were using this race as basically a test session uh, for new new parts they were trying out, which is why they started from the pit lane, because they put those new parts on the car. Um, yeah, just uh, overall a weekend to forget from Aston Martin. 
Yeah, it's really hard to tell whether the upgrades really helped or not because yeah, it was a testing weekend. You don't know if they were running, you know, as fast as they could. Yeah. And Lance Stroll had the upgrades, and the delta between him and Alonso wasn't enormous for most of the race until Alonso retired. So yeah, is that the upgrades? Is it the old car, or is it you know the suspension damage that Alonso eventually retired from, or who knows? Yeah, it's really hard to know. Um, we already talked about the Hamilton Leclerc disqualification, uh, so now we get to talk about our favorite American, Logan Sargent, scoring his first points in Formula One. Ah, let's go! And yeah, that was that was cool to see. It sucks that it didn't happen on track, but I'll take anything. That is true, but one thing to take from this is it was made very clear by James Vowles that there was a very clear path to. Logan Sargent retaining his seat, uh, which means I imagine they give him pretty clear targets to hit uh, in terms of performance, and I would imagine that one of those targets had to do with him scoring at least some points in the season. Um, So if there was a contract on the table, if he scored a point, then that might have uh, just saved his seat. Um, It's hard to know. If I were Williams, I would not really... I would kind of take this result with a grain of salt. Um, Maybe not the result entirely. He would have finished 12th, which is still not terrible. Uh, He finished... He would have finished ahead of, like, what, seven other drivers? Six six other drivers? Albon wasn't that far ahead of him for most of the race. That is true. He finished right behind Albon. Uh, So... I think overall it was a good good result for Sargent, and it is cool that he scored his first points. Although, other, I mean, but there is that asterisk that he only scored the points because the two D- DSQs in front of him. Yeah, but it's the result that he needed, really. Yeah, for sure. I'd say confidence building. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for him is this might boost his confidence a little bit going into the end of the season, scoring his first points at his home race. Um I, th- I really honestly think that that's a lot of just... I think that's a lot of what he needs is just confidence. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see what happens with Sargent. Uh, but I think this is a step in the right direction for sure. All right. So, <laughs> uh, it's gonna, like I s- said, this is going to be a, a shorter episode. We have no standings at the moment because they have not been updated after the disqualifications. Um but I can tell you after briefly looking over them earlier that not much has changed. The only thing that I can see that really has changed that matters is uh, Lando Norris has passed Charles Leclerc in the uh, Drivers Championship. So yep. that is one step closer to them being uh, past uh, Ferrari and the Constructors, but they're still quite a ways off that. Um, I would also imagine... Let's see, they would have been like six, because after the sprint race, I think there were six points behind Aston Martin and the Constructors. So I would also imagine that McLaren has now passed Aston Martin and the Constructors for P4. Uh, Yeah, that really contextualizes how fast the McLaren car became after those upgrades. Yeah, for sure. And I think they're going to hunt down Ferrari by the end of the season. I think it's going to be really close between... Ferrari and McLaren. I think Mercedes is still going to pull out that P2 in the championship. Um, 
but I think it'll be interesting to see where Ferrari versus McLaren ends up. Uh, yeah, love to see it. Absolutely. All right, Pit Stop Championship. There are no updates at the time of recording. We do not have a... Let me refresh the page again to see. Uh, yep, still nothing. So we don't have any Pit Stop data uh, uploaded to DHL's website yet. Uh, but once that gets uploaded, I will have that posted on the spreadsheet. You can conveniently find at revhang.com uh, if you would like to know what the pit stops were. I do not believe any records were broken this week. Um, no, it was. We didn't have any 10 second pit stops, but we also really didn't have any uh, two second ones either. Yeah. So. I don't think it was anything super special in terms of pit stops, but I will get the uh, results and standings put on the website once those are uploaded. Uh, so moving on to overtake of the week. I gave this to Lewis Hamilton for his overtake on Lando Norris on lap 49 of the race. Uh, I mean, we said it was really close and looked like a sketchy move when we were watching it then, but after watching it again in the, in the highlights video, um, Hamilton just completely juked Lando out. <laughs> it was yeah. Uh it was a kind of a masterful move. Uh he he dived to the left going into turn 1 forcing Lando to also juke to the left to defend the position. Uh and then Hamilton swung way back out to the right opening up the corner whereas Lando was forced to stay where he was cuz you can only make one defensive move. So Lando was forced to go super tight into the corner. He ended up going deep, whereas Hamilton swung out really wide before making the corner. Uh, so he opened the corner up and was able to pass him, uh, basically with a gigantic old switcheroo, as they call it. Yeah. Um, In case you forgot that Lewis Hamilton has seven world championships. Yeah, he knows how to make an overtake. Uh, it was, I mean, after it looked really sketchy when you watched it, especially from the angle we saw it at. Um, yeah, right behind yeah, him. But uh, after rewatching it, it was a fantastic move. Absolute perfection. Uh, so good job, Mr. Hamilton, on that. All right, let's move into our predictions. Uh, this week was not quite as disastrous as m most weeks are. Uh, so to remind everybody of the top five in the United States, it was Verstappen, Norris, Sainz, Perez, and Russell. So give me your top five, Ben. All right, so I've got Verstappen in first. Obviously, got that one. Uh, Hamilton, man. Bummer. I don't know if the, the pre or the post DQ podium would have been closer. But uh, in second, I had Hamilton, followed by Piastri, who DQ'd. And then Norris I had in fourth. Obviously, he finished higher up just due to how the uh, DQs worked out. And then I had Russell right behind him, which ended up being correct. I think, yeah. Uh, and then I had Perez as my dark horse, which also yeah, was more of a meme than anything. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened if yeah, if those disqualifications didn't happen. Very true. So yeah. I think you actually net gained one correct answer because of the disqualifications. Oh, good. So there you go. Uh, so my top five were Verstappen and Norris in first and second, so I got that correct. I had Hamilton in third, uh, Piastri in fourth, and Sainz in fifth, um, so I got those three incorrect, and then my dark horse was Alex Albon, who did finish ninth, but not quite in the top five. All right, fastest lap went to Yuki Tsunoda this week, 
Who could have predicted that? Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, What did you say, Ben? I had Norris. And I had Verstappen. Uh, Incorrect on both fronts. Uh, Driver of the day went to Norris. What did you say, Ben? I had Sargent, who he had a a decent day, but definitely didn't deserve it quite as much as the one who actually got it. Yeah, Lando won by a landslide. uh, And second and third were Verstappen and Hamilton, which I do think were the other two that would have deserved it. Uh, but I did say Lando Norris, so I do get that point. Nice, we got three wins each. Amazing, never happens. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Mexican Grand Prix now. Give me your top five, Ben. My top five, okay. I've got Verstappen in first. Uh, I actually saw a funny interview excerpt where uh, the interviewer asked him, you know, if he heard the the booze and the checo chanting from the grandstands when he got the trophy and it's like does it bother you he's like no nah, i got the trophy he said <laughs> if it's 10 times worse in mexico is that gonna bother you he's like i still got the trophy <laughs> so the dude just does not care if he wins that's that's all he wants yeah um but anyways yeah i've got verstappen winning that followed by norris signs hamilton and then i've got perez in fifth okay and then uh albon's my dark horse gotcha all right, my top five. I have Verstappen winning the race, uh, once again, for obvious reasons. Um, second place, I do have Perez. I do think that if Perez is going to have a good race, it's going to be Mexico. Uh, and so I'm really pulling for the guy. I really hope he has a good home race uh, to boost his confidence again, because just like Sargent, I think confidence is a lot of his issue right now. Um so I've got Perez in P2, Norris in P3, Hamilton P4, and Piastri P5. And my dark horse, uh, I almost went with Albon again, but then I remembered I've been doing that like every week. So I said Fernando Alonso this time. It's just too easy. Yeah. All right. Give me your fastest lap prediction, Ben. I've got Norris. All right. And I have Perez. Uh, and driver of the day. Driver of the Stay day. with me. Perez. Perez. Yeah. We both think Perez will have driver of the day. Um, it's his home race. The Mexican fans are absolutely wild. Uh, and crazy, crazy high tier supporters of Perez. So, uh, I think, uh, I think that'll be it. And it also, I think if Perez does finish P2, then he's going to get a lot of other people's votes as well. Oh yeah. Uh, It's going to cause an earthquake. Right. So, uh, Perez, I think, is a good bet for driver of the day. Uh, but that wraps off. That runs off the uh, the predictions part of the episode. So now we just have one more segment to get to before we end this sub half hour episode. Ben, give me your words of wisdom for this week. All right, I've kind of got two pieces. One is kind of joking because my fiance would kill me. But the first one is uh, trying to uh, invite friends to do things. You can always do things alone, like watch F1, but it's always more fun if you invite people over because they can bring food, conversation. They can, you know, compliment your backyard, things like that. You don't have to have a backyard, but it does help. I don't think I complimented your uh, backyard, Ben. I'm sorry. That's okay. I need to mow it. <laughs> I didn't even see it, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't wearing shoes. It's pretty wet outside. But, yeah, if you get a chance... Uh, it never hurts to invite your friends or acquaintances to just go out and try something, and it always elevates the level that you enjoy uh, a lot of events. And the second one 
more jokingly is uh man cats get everywhere they really do and i love them like i love our cat but man she is so hungry all the time <laughs> she loves loves human food as well which same but uh yeah keep an eye on your cat that's about it okay yes cats do in fact get everywhere i can attest uh, thank you for that, Ben. I uh, appreciate your input and words of wisdom. Um, thank you, the listeners, so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, leave a like or a rating on the platform you listened on. It really helps us out. If you want to see updated standings for IndyCar and F1 or a calendar of upcoming racing from all sorts of different series, check out our website, RevHang.com. If you have a question about racing or about us, hit us up on X using hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. You can follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and myself at 2N underscore squared. You can also follow the RevHang page at RevHangMedia. We'll be back in a week to talk about the Formula One Mexican Grand Prix. But until then, I have been Nathan. And I'm Ben. Thanks for hanging out, guys. See you later.